Spectacular. J- j- just giddy to be here, Ryan. Giddy. Yeah. That's a new word in our rep- <laughs> repertoire of couch and podcast okay. land. Uh, well, it's good good to be back. We kind of took a LeBron James bye week, if you will. We're going quiet every other. Yeah, every other. That's what we did. <laughs> we, we're load managing. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> before we dive into episode 55... Um, we would remind you to follow us on Twitter at NBA Couch GM Pod and on Instagram Couch GM Podcast, uh, and also give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. We would greatly appreciate that. Matt, what did people miss in episode fifty-four? So, of course, we had to talk about the Carl uh, Anthony Towns Joel Embiid brawl fight, not fight. Um, we we hit on injuries across the league. How those are piling up. Um, Got a couple more to go over today, but our big topic was surprises so far this season. Few few individuals, Malcolm Brogdon included. Um, few teams could have been good surprises, bad surprises. Brooklyn, looking at you. Um, the at, bright future Suns. There we go, though. Um, good surprise. Um, going going through some of those those guys and and what's going on and you know for a lot of them it's keeping on it's keep on keeping on um that may be a good thing for a few and not so good for a few others Nets won last night without Kyrie just saying <laughs> so this narrative is gonna start up again huh definitely I love it um so this week in news topic I mean this is point bullet point number one in the news Melo signed with the Blazers yeah because we all know that's gonna work <laughs> It is. It's going to work, Ryan. I, I have faith. Yeah. Two superstars. We have not seen Melo with two superstars at a former location <laughs> before and convinced ourselves that he's willing to come off the bench and play play whatever. Not saying he's not coming off the bench because Portland doesn't have anybody else to play. That's true. Nasir Little is not stealing Melo's minutes. Not, not getting it done. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's an interesting signing. Um, we'll have to see how this works, plays out with the Blazers. He hasn't officially played a game, is that right? No. And uh, Tuesday they're playing Houston, but they're saying he's not going to make his debut on Tuesday. Which, come on, get him in the game. They're playing the Rockets. Let's go. Listen, you can't, you can't destroy all of his confidence when James <laughs> Harden cooks him on two two straight possessions. He gets on the Houston bus after that game. <laughs> Houston just gets what's him for free. He, now. What team am I on? Um, yeah, but I'm not going to lie, like, you got to just take a shot, because we were talking off air, like, there's some stuff wrong in Portland. Yeah, I mean... Besides just the injuries. We didn't talk about surprises, uh, them last weekend surprises, but they've been bad, and mm-hmm. um, surprising when you trade away two assets and don't get much in return for them. Yeah, you it, can't just let Alfred Camino and Mo Harkless just basically go for nothing. What are you talking about? They got Hassan Whiteside, so I, who's been very productive. I, I, I mean, guess. <laughs> I guess. Has been fine for them. Next point, net, net sign Amon Shepard. Again, just, they, they need something. I think they need, like, a dude who's kind of like a actual tough guy. And Amon Shepard, I think, I wouldn't want to get in a fight with Amon Shepard. So, for 15 minutes a night, minimum contract, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's, I mean, it's, uh, 
it's fine. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna kill you. It's not gonna win you championship. I don't think. Probably um, not, but could help. Could help. He was good last year. Could be good again for you this year. Uh, and now we're moving on to injuries. D'Angelo Russell, sprained thumb, will be reevaluated in two weeks. I'm going to do these kind of rapid fire because there's starting to pile up here. Avery Bradley, out one to two weeks with an injured right leg. Uh, hairline fracture, I guess, because the Lakers are missing him right now. They're mm-hmm. one of the best records in the NBA. Yeah. Kevin Herter, out two weeks with shoulder injury. Um, the Hawks are bad. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> Not great. Um, but hopefully he can bounce back and uh, play healthy. That's soon. why they gave up 150 to the Clippers last night, right? Sure. Let's, yeah, let's let's chalk it up to that. Uh, Karis LeVert, speaking of the Nets, out indefinitely after thumb surgery. This is a big blow to the Nets, and I, probably one of the reasons why they went out and got Mon Shepard. Yeah, this sucks. Yeah, he's really good and really fun to watch. Gordon Hayward out six weeks with broken hand. This really sucks. And and he was balling. This was Gordon Hayward in Utah. This is the like envisioned Boston combo that we had. Yeah, and I it was working so well and on a freak play, just like fighting through like a screen. Like it, it's the stupidest thing. Hopefully though, this is quick, he's able to get back and and all as well and it's like not even on his like right hand either yeah so hopefully when you come back it's it's fine you just gotta let it rest and heal so it'll be fine as the season uh goes but boston built a nice little cushion to start the year yeah that's speaking of boston boston la first teams to went to 10 wins this season yeah didn't really see that coming honestly not for boston i don't think for either one of these teams honestly we we expected kind of the clippers to come out firing but lebron james looks like he's reinvigorated and so is anthony davis there Mm -hmm. and they've been rolling to start we'll have to see about their depth as the season goes on but so far so good for them uh paul george speaking of the other la team debuted at home last night from this recording, six of eleven from three with thirty-seven points in twenty minutes, and Ooh. also three assists and four rebounds. Yeah, he's really good at basketball. Yeah, that hasn't changed. Um, it's like we we've quickly forgotten that he was like a top three MVP candidate before both of his shoulders went kaput. And he still played through it last season yeah. with the Thunder, which is crazy. And he was still really good with the Thunder. Um, but good for Paul George. Still a big fan of him, even though uh, he's no longer on the Thunder. Uh, last bit of news here. O- Victor Oladipo is practicing with the Pacers G League team. Uh, means he's started his yeah. official rehab to actually playing. Hopefully get some games in with them soon. Um, yeah. Some stuff. Cause they said he's been able to do like half-court practice um, with the Pacers. So hopefully get him up and down a little bit with the uh, Mad Ants. <laughs> and shout out um, to Fort Wayne. Fort and Wayne then- Mad Ants. And then, uh, yeah, bring him back soon. And I mean, they're surviving right now, but... It's not looking great. It's not, yeah, they, they need him, very clearly. What didn't make the injury report was that uh, your boy Malcolm Brogdon had to leave a game with lower back soreness. Hopefully nothing, just take a game or two off. Yeah, some load management, as they would say. Hey, um, I, don't, I don't screw with back injuries. I mean, he's been carrying that team, that's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> True dad. <laughs> so let's move on to our uh, topics of the day. Uh, our first topic is uh, probably this like podcast favorite r- topic yeah. of all time, and we're doing a rookie report. Rookies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Today's all about the young guys. So 
we're just kind of trying to check in um with we'll we'll focus on the top five picks and then other guys who have uh either surprised or been really useful um so far for their respective teams so number one no overall pick zion williamson um yeah mia <laughs> missing action um sucks that he's still not back they're gonna take that thing super slow um man their injury report today it's like half the team's out um so very clear this team is gonna rest everybody as much as they need and then some um so that sucks that we haven't got to see him yet yeah kind of disappointing start for the pelicans honestly i thought from watching them, they look closer to a playoff team than what their record record indicates. And I think with Zion, they would be much better. But, of course, they're going to be super cautious, like you said. Yeah. And I mean, like, I know we're recording on, on Sunday the 17th. It's like Ingram out, hard out, ball out. Like, it's like four starters are, are out, and then Drew Holiday is just there standing by himself. It's, <laughs> it's like Will Smith standing in the, the mansion on Fresh Prince Bel-Air, <laughs> empty at the very end. Um, there's nothing there. So they're not rushing him back. Um, he'll take his time. I know he's still out with an injury, but I haven't got to see him at all yet. But that's really going to help your uh, rookie of the year pick. John Morant. So Second dude, overall pick. Dude's been balling in Memphis. Um, he's at... Uh, averaging 19 points per game, six assists per game, um, three and a half rebounds. And I think it's not just the stats um, because we knew he'd have the ball in his hands a lot. Like we knew he'd put up numbers, but like he's had some star moments already this year. Yeah. I mean, like he's I, watching him. It's hard to describe. Like he's really slithery, like in the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. He's explosive getting to the basket. He's, been okay at shooting not great but like his his like vision his understanding of the game has been really strong and oh by the way like he's been pretty good on defense too he hasn't been like a liability no not a complete dumpster fire um which for a guy who's list like listed like 6'3 170 you'd expect him to get bullied a little bit and we were watching that utah game the other day like we know he's not the biggest guy but he doesn't look like the smallest guy out there either like it's like you he's thin yes but it doesn't look like he's abnormally like small out there which is part of the reason why he's not getting completely blown apart on defense and like i I mentioned he had that star moment like against Kyrie um in their Brooklyn game where he blocked Kyrie's fadeaway for the win sent the game to overtime and then when it won the game in overtime um yeah so like He's just having those moments where, like, this is a rookie of the year. Zion, of course, would be having those moments every single night if he was playing, but he's not. So, yeah, that pick's looking uh, really good. And then it was cool the other day playing Utah and Mike Conley. Yeah. Like, the very clear passing of the torch. Yeah. I mean, like, you can end beating Utah, by the way. Like, the, oh, the yeah, I'll play them. Sneaky kind of good this year. Like, they're not... They're scrappy. I don't know if they're a playoff contender ultimately, but they're scrappy and they're kind of fun to watch, especially with Jaw and Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I think they're exactly where they want to be as a franchise, actually. Yes. Like they're sitting yeah. at five and seven. They they've won three straight at the time of this recording. It will fall back off. It, it just will. Teams like the Thunder and Trailblazers, Spurs, Kings, all teams that are technically below them right now in the standings will eventually overtake them. Well. Yeah, because I'm assuming the Warriors 
probably the Pelicans and Kings won't just going off of injuries and how they've looked so far. But like, so they'll still get a pretty high pick, but there's very clear building blocks with Jaw and Jaron Jackson Jr. And I think that's really all you can ask for is positive building block signs from those guys and trending in the right direction, being competitive, but without being trash trash. Yeah, competitive tank. That's there like, it is. That, that's all you have to do in Memphis this year, and I think you count that as a win. Um, because even if you end up getting the seven or eight, you can slide up in the in the yeah. lottery now, and that's a huge plus for Memphis, not having to just completely suck. Yeah, and and they don't, and that's a that's a real credit to uh, Coach Jenkins, um, their 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 new hire from uh, Mike Boonholzer's staff. Like they they've done a really nice job with what limited options they've had in Memphis um, with these players. The the third overall pick. RJ Barrett, not not bad. Um, it honestly, he's better than I thought he would be um, to start the year. He's he's putting up 16 points per game, six rebounds, um, four assists per game. I would say it's been more positives than negatives. Um, some of the bad tendencies at Duke haven't shown through nearly as much as I thought they would. Um, one really concerning stat: he's shooting 49 percent from the free throw line. Yikes. Like, it's something like, and he's taking like 70 attempts this year. Like, he's taking a lot. So, um, that that makes you worry, but you assume it'll get better. But considering we had worries about him as a jump shooter coming in, it, there there is a, a real reason to, to be worried about that. But his style of play I really actually enjoy for the Knicks, which is he's running the pick and roll a lot. He's very clear like this bigger guy i don't think he got that much recognition at duke for his size and he's been a physical guy he like he's been able to handle the nba um like just strength and uh physicality that most young wings just aren't able to um to start so mildly impressed with rj barrett even this, though the Knicks suck. The, yeah, this is how like all nick's top round picks start right like perzingis we're all impressed with Przingis. And then they never put anything else around yeah. him to be successful. Yeah. Uh, and that's my worry here with the Knicks is that RJ has a good season, finishes strong, and then next year doesn't do anything with their pick right. because they make a mistake. Sick. Well, they're like, oh, this guy's ready to compete for a championship right now. And so then they go trade those picks um, and it doesn't work out. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, because we've seen that story before. Um, Knicks are bad. It's it's not RJ's fault though. Mm-hmm. There's there's obviously so many more problems. I would say if anything, he's one of the lone bright spots that team has had this year. The fourth overall pick was DeAndre Hunter out of the University of Virginia, going to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, he's doing exactly what I thought he'd do. He is minimal um, offensively and a stud defensively. <laughs> um, he's averaging ten points a game, four rebounds. He doesn't really create, so only assist and a half per game. Um, yeah, offensively, he takes he literally only takes layups and threes. That's all he does, um, which is exactly what the Warriors, or not the Warriors, <laughs> um, the Hawks want him to do out of the Warriors model, though. Um, and, I mean, he's been good at it, but it's it's one of those he was never going to average 15 points a game. Their, his career peak is probably going to be 15 or 16 points a game, so... He's doing what they expect him to do. I don't still don't know if it's worth the fourth overall pick, but he's a useful NBA player who you can start and play for 30 minutes and don't feel terrible about it. So uh, I guess 
that that's a good thing, but clearly this Hawks team is missing something. Yeah, we kind of we both thought that with all these assets that the Hawks had, they would be a little bit better than they are this year. Giving up 150 points to a Quiles Clippers team last night, although they did have PG, it's just like not ready yet. Like they're not ready, and maybe that mm-hmm. changes as the season progress. But early season so far, impression for me is that this team's not ready for the play to make a push for the playoffs. And still a year away. Still another year away, which is fine. Um, Trey Young's still playing out of his mind. He still has cool highlight clips, and mm-hmm. you want that. But the rest of the team is still, still kind of developing. John Collins, a really good player. We both like. Um, mm-hmm. just it, it had, all of the pieces have not fit together yet. No. Um, and sneaky thing, Jabari Parker has been good for them. You know, he has, he really has been good for them. Um, I mean, they've had injuries and John Collins getting suspended. He's had to play just more. And he's just, a one of those guys, he's not trying to do too much anymore. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to have the ball in his hands all the time. It's just set a good pick roll or pop and just, you know, just one dribble shot and it's it's very simple but it's been exactly what he's needed and i i like what he's been doing in atlanta he's been a nice compliment with deandre hunter actually um because hunter can kind of take the tougher defensive assignment and parker is still athletic enough to hang with the other so that's a that's actually been a pretty decent pairing and i don't think atlanta saw that coming um so in a way props to them the fifth overall pick darius garland um for cleveland um, who saw this one going awry? Uh, averaging nine points per game, three and a half assists, um, rebound and a half. Uh, makes sense because he's like six foot one, 180 pounds. Um, he looks small out there. He, do, he just does. Um, right now, he is not very efficient. I, I've seen flashes where it's just like this dude can put up like 12 points in like four possessions and like that. But for the most part, consistently, him and Colin Sexton don't work together. Darius Garland just can't get in a rhythm at all in that offense. And he looks like a small rookie guard out there playing on a pretty bad team. He's pretty much the epitome of it. Yeah. I, man, I I forget who they were playing the other night, but I was watching their game. And the Sexton-Garland lineup seemed to be some of their best lineups. Um, but they were also playing at such a fast pace, which is helps, yeah. I think, with the young guards. Um Kevin Love is kind of playing okay. Like, he's fine. Yeah. Not great. Um, but I, you got to think this Garland-Sexton thing can work out long-term, uh, but Garland does have to play better. Um, and it, I think with that, he has to shoot the ball better because what he was finding success in this game I was watching was getting to the rim, um, which is great, but he always doesn't can't get there no and and that's just it's going to be the problem here with him and sex and as do is if one guy's getting you know has the balls running the pick and roll they can get to the rim whichever one it is but the other one's just kind of standing on the wing and they're just you can chalk it up to they're not hitting shots yet but also both of those guys seem like rhythm players so if they're just standing they're not in rhythm they're not making it um i honestly like, i can't say and I really like Darius Garland, actually, but I, I can't say that I would prefer him to Colin Sexton, and I'm not the biggest Colin Sexton guy. So that kind of 
tells you all you need to know about how his year is going. And Cleveland's better than we expected. I'll give Cleveland that kind of that Memphis mold of being a scrappy team. Um, got some veterans, got some intriguing young players, but I don't love the mix of young guys that they have. Yeah, they're, uh, Tristan Thompson's been playing really well this year. Mm. You think he, He's trying to get traded to a contender. Yeah, I was about to say, you feel like he's probably going to try to get traded um, so at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, this team has played 171 minutes with a lineup of Garland, Love, Osman, Sexton, Thompson. Um, and it's just not been good. <laughs> it's been really bad. Uh, they... They are just, I'm just looking at the stats and it's not great. Like they're minus 0.4 in uh, minus uh, opponent field goals. And like, it's, man, you look at the numbers and it's just rough. Yeah. Like their effective field goal percentage is down. Their points are a little up. But, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to say, like, I don't trust the team to, like, continue being somewhat good. Yeah. And, and yeah, this is going to fall off pretty quick. And this is going to be one of the four worst teams in the NBA. But I'll, I'll give John Beeline credit for making the most out of the guys he has. Yeah. But, I mean, and he, he didn't ask to have Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. Like, he didn't ask for that. And this is what he's been given. So, it's like, there's there's something there, but... I, you know, again, I feel like I feel like they missed on that pick still. Watch, watching Kevin Porter Jr. That guy's not ready to play NBA minutes yet. No, he's, he's not. He's been he was really bad. He looks like he I needs like him. a good. He needed he needs a good developmental year. Um, whether that's in college, the G League, or yeah. kind of like that, just that type of a developmental environment in the NBA. But yeah, he's not ready for like real NBA minutes um, yet. He's got talent, but he's just not ready. Um, for that you're right so now just uh skipping around to five other guys that that we've seen that have been impressive um that have caught our eyes so far uh we'll go to your boy kobe white uh so averaging 13 points per game four rebounds per game two and a half assists um he is awful in terms of efficiency just i mean the bottom of this class but when he is hot he is on fire. Like, dude can torch a defense. The funniest thing about that to me is that he's just been given either the green light or he just doesn't listen to his coaching at yeah, all. I'm not sure. Um, which, like, this team kind of needs just a guy to be able to score. Um, I just don't know if you want to be giving it to free reign to a rookie like this. Like, there are some games, some games he goes for 27 and puts up, like, seven made threes yeah there are other games where he goes for like four on like one for nine <laughs> shooting like there's just no middle yep. with kobe white right now and maybe it's encouraging that he can hit those big numbers and maybe you just chalk up the the really poor performances to being a rookie guard who has maybe no conscience out there um but like chicago needs some bright spots so we'll we'll go and consider kobe white a, a bright spot for the sake of that franchise yeah, fun little stat here. I'm looking up Zach when Zach Levine and Kobe White are playing. They played in 127 minutes so far mm-hmm. in the season. They're minus eight together. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. Um, because who's playing perimeter defense? <laughs> no one. <laughs> Absolutely nobody. Which to be expected. Can't say you wouldn't see that coming. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I get the concern um, in terms of the defense with Kobe White also. He's just not well built for the NBA um, in that regard. But the the speed, the potential um, to be a steals guy like is intriguing, I'm sure. Again, not my favorite player, but I, I see why he can be productive in the league. Uh, Rui Hachimura. Man, this is a... Uh, we have to eat crow on this one. Oh, Matt. 100%. And and I'm cool with that. Like I can admit when I'm somewhat wrong, because um, I'm not saying I'm all way wrong on him yet either. Um, <laughs> averaging 14 points per game, five and a half rebounds, um, an assist and a half. He's again kind of in a bright spot for an absolutely dreadful Washington team. Um, who saw that coming? <laughs> Who um, would have guessed that sh- the Washington Windsors are bad this year? Yeah. Shout out to Isaiah Thomas, though. Um, getting back out on the court. Love to see it. Um, Bradley Beal going for like 40 every single game mm-hmm. because who else is scoring? Um, <laughs> but like just really putting this in context, like Mo Wagner has like had to play and be good for this team to even like not get blown out by 30. So there is that. Um, so maybe Hachimura, it's kind of a fine stats, bad team guy right now. But he's looked okay. He's not trying to do too much most of the time. I mean, he's going to have his rookie moments um, for sure. But he he's looked good. Uh, like, I say it with hesitancy good. Um, still can't shoot threes. Yes, the shot's still like, way not there. It's not there. Um, he's had some nice, like, post moves, I would say. Um, he gets a smaller guy on him. I mean, it just doesn't lend for terribly efficient basketball though um he's he's a a few cheeseburgers away though from from like becoming al jefferson um (laughs) and al jefferson got run out of the league yeah that's kind of that still question mark i think we should have about hodgmer is like are you playing the three are you playing the four he clearly should play the four yeah but they have thomas bryant playing the five who is not known to be a stretch five not really um and yeah they Washington just needs a little bit of everything right now. Um, That's also very true. And so, like, if they're feeling they need to put Mo Wagner out there, like, they might have to have Hachimura playing some three. And, you know, athletically, he's a little more fluid than I thought he would be. Um, So I've been mildly impressed with that. But I would still more prefer him doing that at the four. Yeah. Like, ultimately, that's just coming down to it. I think he's just a four in the NBA. He's not big enough to really be a five or... He doesn't, I'll say this also, the defense is not there to be a stalwart oh, either. Yeah, a perimeter guy. Yeah, yep. so I don't think he can really defend Biggs inside, and I don't love his perimeter defense either still. Um, put him against LaMarcus Aldridge, and I don't think he'll do all right. Yep. But how many LaMarcus Aldridges are there anymore? So, uh, one. <laughs> so um, that's that's kind of my, my issue is, yes, he's in better than expected, but I'm still not all the way in um, with him. I I, useful fourth or fifth starter, I guess, but Washington needs him to be like their second best player. So, um, real, real issue um, there when you watch them. I would just recommend not watching them. Um, <laughs> straight up. They're three and seven. Everybody's <laughs> wondering. Uh, yeah. Second worst team in the East, and the worst team is the Knicks. So, there's your frame of uh, reference. They're, they're pushing the Knicks. Um, uh, next guy, um, PJ Washington. Your boy. This dude's got to get some love um, on this pod. Averaging 13 points per game, six rebounds, an assist and a half. You know, he at times does look a little small out there for, for the four. 
but I've overall been pleased um, with him. Like the athleticism is is generally there, the defense is generally there. He's been just awesome for the Hornets. He's been an effective starter. He, you know, the three point shooting is probably going to fall off um, a, a bit at some point, but at the same time, he he's not doing too much. He he's kind of falling into that um, DeAndre Hunter role, but just better of. But hey, stand in the corner, catch and shoot threes, play good defense, and uh, occasionally cut to the basket and finish. That's all he's doing. And yeah. he's just doing it really, really well. Shooting 50% from three to start yeah. the season in 13 games. That's a really, really good start for him. But like, it's on like multiple attempts per game. Yeah, it's, he's he's averaging about three and a half attempts per game. Yeah. Um, and on average hitting more than one and a half. So yeah, like just right up 50%. So, and that's, that's kind of my thing is obviously that's going to fall off, but... I wouldn't be totally shocked, you know, because it's just catch and shoot threes in the corner, right. pretty much, or um, you know, maybe near the break. So it's like if he can shoot thirty-eight to forty percent on That's that, really good. Like, I'm not gonna say I would be completely shocked by that um, at the start of the year, but you you don't expect it either for a rookie. Um, so yeah, he's just very cool, calm, and collected out there. He clearly looks like a guy who played a couple years of college basketball and has some real experience under his belt. Um, so I, I like what I've seen out of him this year. I, I I hated the pick because this team is in a complete rebuild, and he's someone that should have got the chance to go to a team that like actually needed him this year because Charlotte's just not there yet still. Feisty, competitive. Again, along that kind of Memphis track. Um, but at the same time, I, I wanted him to fall to someone more like a Miami type. Someone that could have really used him. Miami, even Portland, like could use a wing right now who could shoot. For sure, Um, Portland. Yeah. Knock on wood, like surprising. Who saw Charlotte Hornets being seventh in the East right now at six and seven? Definitely not me. One game behind the Philadelphia seventy six in terms of wins. You know, and and, but who was my team last year? Because. I just is really on board. Your boy James Borrego and the Charlotte Hornets. You know, and Borrego's looked good. Malik Monk had a game winner the other day. They've had a couple game winners now. Yeah. Um, Devontae Graham hit one to, to beat the Knicks the other night. Like, it hasn't been great. But all, like, the side pieces, like, ancillary pieces I liked on the Hornets last year have been still good or slightly better this year. Devontae Graham especially. So, it, they just don't have, like, the star to be good. Um Man, I wonder where they could have got one of those. <laughs> I know. It's a <laughs> real shame they had one of those. And let um, them walk to Boston. But at the same time, and replaced him with Terry Rozier, <laughs> who's getting outplayed every single night by Devontae Graham, too. Um, this is Lance Stevenson 2.0, it right? It is. Um, so, yeah, th- like there's some nice pieces there, but I just don't know how they're going to get that one guy they really need because it's not happening in free agency. And now Washington and bridges and a, a couple other guys might push them to be just good enough to where like they're not like the absolute bottom either to like get the type of draft pick you need to get one of those guys so a little worried about the trajectory of the franchise but cool to see this year for I, sure i honestly think it drops off at some point like we've talked about with other teams like you put in scary terry more <laughs> is that is that you, what you we're gonna play have to him do 40 minutes a game instead of the whatever minutes he's playing right now but yeah, you think this falls off, and they're at six wins. If you told me they won 20 at the end of the year, 
I yep. that's probably right about where I would have them. If you told me they won six within the first month, I would be like, whoa, you're trying way too hard at this. <laughs> you are. need to do for sure everything in your ability to tank. Um, but I, that's not in Michael Jordan's DNA, apparently. So nope. we'll have to see how this plays out. But I think it falls off at some point. Like Kind of yeah. like you said with P.J. Washington, his shooting's eventually going to cool off. Yeah. Still might be good, but but not that good. Um, last couple guys, Tyler Hero um, for Miami. Again, a lot of these rookies that that have caught our eye hanging around this thirteen point per game mark. Um, he's putting up four and a half rebounds, couple assists, um, short and sweet. He's been the shooter Miami's needed. Um, I, he's being overshadowed by by Kendrick Nunn for sure. Um, and part of me like I don't even want to get into Kendrick Nunn because. Um, <laughs> Of just everything that that comes with his baggage, but Tyler Hero's been good. Thirty eight percent from three, essentially, which yeah. is really good for a rookie. Almost forty yeah. percent. So it, I mean, yeah, basically, they drafted him to do really one thing. He's doing it well. Um, I think he's been a useful part of that team and will continue to be as the season goes on. Um, they're going to be a playoff team very clearly in the East, and they are one of the better top five teams um, in the East. I think he's just going to be a useful part, whether they end up starting him at the end of the year or if he's coming off the bench in playoff times or whatever. Um, I, I really like his, his fit in Miami, short and sweet. And last guy, we'll give some love to a second-round pick here. Um, there have been a few other guys who could have made this list, but for the 10th and last guy, Eric Paschal. Your boy. You know, and again, one of those dudes, I had a first-round grade on uh, Eric Paschal, like into the first. Yeah. But first-round grade, um, fell well into the second round, went to Golden State. Um, he's, you know, that awkward, like, 6'6", 240-pound body type. Um, but dude's absolutely jacked, so it doesn't look bad like it does on Draymond. Um, averaging 16 points per game, four and a half rebounds, assist and a half. We know he's playing out of necessity. I, I get it. Um, not that Golden State really wants him to play as much as he does. Um, but he, he was going to get some minutes for this team either way. Um, dude's a legit NBA player, though. I think that's 100% um, solidified. Yeah, they kind of found themselves a guy here in the midst of all of this kind of uh, injury, turmoil, yeah. rebuilding year, whatever you want to phrase it as. Yeah, they found themselves a guy. Like, he had a, what, 30-point game the other night? Yeah. Um, he's had a couple really big games. Yeah. And, I mean, he's part of the reason they have two wins. And, like... He's boosted them up to two wins. <laughs> he has earned them one of those yeah. two wins, at least. Yeah. I mean, the shooting's not great yet, like, statistic-wise. 25, 25% is generous. From three. From three. Yeah. Um, but you got to think, when you start playing with Steph, Yeah, oh, Draymond, those, those shots are going to be a lot Clay, easier, a lot more open. You're not having to find yourself open. You're yeah. just open. Literally, he won't have to defend everybody on the court. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And, yeah, obviously the points per game will cool off um, once all those guys are back. And we'll really see what he is for an NBA player next year. But I wouldn't be totally shocked next year either if he's at 8 to 10 points. Again, this 4 to 5 rebounds, couple assists, a block and a steal a game, and just like 14 minutes. Like, that could just be like a very reasonable stat line for him um, on this Golden State team for years to come. May not, never going to be a great player, never going to be even the third best player on a really good team, but just a useful NBA guy who they found at number 41 in the draft 
So I'd give shout outs to that. Um, Who knew second round picks can be actually useful. Shout out to Neil Olshay in Portland right there. Um, <laughs> saying picks don't matter. <laughs> so then the, the last um, thing we're going to do before we wrap up today's podcast, topic number two is college guys to watch. Mm. Since we made this a, a, a young guy focus um, pod, just want to throw out a, a few names if you're interested in that kind of next group of guys we'll be seeing next year in the NBA or potentially seeing. Um, most of this, I'm just listing a few individuals um, and then a, a couple teams that just have a collection of guys. Um, so if you're trying to just try and get a, a big sample size, um, here's some dudes. Not really breaking down their games right now. We don't have time for that. Um, Cole Anthony, point guard, North Carolina, son of uh, announcer Greg Anthony, former NBA player. Need to go watch him. Just Dude, straight up. Dude's a baller. He is. Um, to me, he's the number one player in this class. Ooh. So, yeah, go go watch him. Um, Tyrese Maxey, point guard, shooting guard for Kentucky. Um, really good on-ball defender. Obviously had the, the monster game against, was it Michigan State? Um, hit the game winner. So, really like his game. He's fun. Um, Kentucky, otherwise, is going to be a disappointment this year. But Ooh. he's going to be a lot of fun. Anthony Edwards, um, the wing player out of Georgia. Again, fantastic athlete. He's going to have the ball in his hands all the time because it's Georgia. So um, <laughs> just tune in and watch the Anthony Edwards show. Um, a guy, he's not starting right now for Louisville, and I wouldn't be totally shocked if he doesn't start like all year, um, but he plays basically starter minutes. Um, is a, a kid named Samuel Williamson. He's a like a 6'5 wing um, bucket getter. So, um, imagine Jason Tatum, like three inches shorter. Okay. So that, that's kind of the, the idea, um, for him really, really like his game so far. A guy who's rising quick, but my, my draft board, I had him at number 11 to start the year. So I'm feeling pretty good about Isaac, <laughs> Isaac Okoro, um, already, uh, again, kind of that wing type. Um, he's a bulked up. Um, a lot of people wondered, like, is he like, the game of a four but in a two's body mm. and now he's kind of bulked up and it's like no i think he's just a wing player um <laughs> legit a top 10 defensive player in the country um who's got some shot making ability really like his game at auburn um i don't know how we'll be able to watch him but james wiseman at memphis um the the center seven foot one potential joel Embiid, um but is now ineligible or something um <laughs> some NCAA rules so more watch the situation um and then hopefully he'll get to play again this year like what okay if I'm this dude like I'm telling the NCAA to pound sand and I'm, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the NBA draft because yeah. like that it's just gonna help you not to play at this point yeah so I I'm a slightly lower on Wiseman um than I would say most I have him at like six right now um Still get paid a lot of money. At the but I'll say, uh, yeah, and honestly, some of his flaws, if he's not playing, won't get exposed. Yeah. So um, if anything, could help him bump up more into that top four. So, um, yeah, watch that situation. And then three teams, if you're trying to get uh, some guys watched quickly, just some groups. Um, if you have time, stay up to watch Washington. Pac-12 after dark. Yep. Yeah, um, they've got two kids, Jaden McDaniels, who's – I'll, I'll call him a forward because um, he's so skinny. He he should be a three, but he's like 6'10", 6'11". Okay. So he, he, he looks like, body-wise, Kevin Durant coming out. Um, 
skills are not Kevin Durant, but they're in the mold of Kevin Durant. Um, when he's on, dude is a baller and a for sure top four, top four, top five pick. When he doesn't care, he does not look like a first round pick. He's Andrew Wiggins 2.0 is what you're saying. Um, that is right down the path that <laughs> I really hope he doesn't go down. Because um, when the dude decides to play defense and rebound, like, dude is scary. But whenever he takes nights off, I mean, you would have no idea who he is um, mm. otherwise. So there's that. And then uh, they have a big man named Isaiah Stewart. He's like 6'9", but he's he's thick. Um, I would say the offense has definitely improved, and the defense looks um, like he could play NBA defense. I don't want to say he's there yet, but it's a very real potential. Um, depending on how the year goes, could be a top 10 guy or could be uh, barely top 20. Um, I, I'm interested to see it, though. I like the idea of him. Arizona has got like three guys. Probably probably ends up being just two. Um, Nico Mannion, point guard. I, I don't know if there's a ton of upside with him, but I think I could put him on an NBA floor tomorrow and generally trust him to run the offense. So there's that. And then another kid named Josh Green. He's a wing, super athletic. If the jump shot's fallen, he's a top 20 pick. If it's not, he's a top 40 pick. Mm. So again, it's all about the consistency of the jump shot and uh, a big man named Zeke Naji, little thin right now. Um, he uh, defensively, he can probably guard threes, fours and fives right now with real potential to pl- defend every position. Offensively, he's a five who has some stretch ability. So I, it's just where like, what's his place in the NBA, but I'm intrigued and then a team that really has no very clear first rounder to me is Duke, but they have some dudes who could be in time. Um, we all know Trey Jones, um, starting point guard from last year, has come back. Um, still doesn't have a jumper, but he's back. Um, <laughs> two wings that I'm very intrigued by: um, Wendell Moore, Cassius Stanley. Um, Moore is like the youngest guy in this class. Um, he's like six five, like a six eleven wingspan. Oh, um, but right now. Like the game's just way too fast for him, and that's the college level. So the NBA game is just gonna blow his mind. (laughs) So um, I, you know, he probably assumed he was a one and done, but he looks like he needs at least one more year in college. But you know, I could I could see him by the end of the year figuring it out. Another guy, Cassius Stanley. I don't know if he does anything great, but he's he's good at basketball. So they don't know if there's a ton of upside, but I like his game generally speaking. Um, and then two bigs, Matt Hurt, um, kind of a stretch four, reminds me um, of just like that classic white tall guy who like <laughs> like Namaji Bielita or something like. So just, what you're saying a Plumley? <laughs> uh, you know, but he can shoot though. Okay. Ma- Matthew Hurt can shoot the lights out. Um, I'm not sure he can defend anybody though. So <laughs> you know, um, yeah, you, you give and take with him. Um, yeah, if he's on though, you want him on the floor, but. I, I just don't trust the defense at all. And then the last guy is Vernon Carey, um, somewhat skilled offensively and gives zero effort on defense. Mm. So I, I don't trust centers who don't play defense. He'll he'll probably be picked if he comes out this year in the top forty for because of the potential and the recruiting and the profile with him. But I wouldn't trust him to play a lick of defense for the next four years. So there's that. Um, <laughs> But could be a really intriguing prospect if he decides to try. Nice. Man, this has been a fun, fun 
young team or young players yes. podcast. Uh, we we're running under. That's unusual for us. We normally pretty long, but. 43 minutes, Matt. We there we go. It. Hey, we said the goal was 45. 45. Yes. We hit it. Slightly underachieving, and uh, but hitting the goal still. I don't think there's an uh, NBA team like that right now, so we can't <laughs> even make the comparison there. Anyways, remember to follow us on our social media uh, platforms, Twitter and uh, Instagram. Uh, you can also uh, leave us a review if you do that. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher if you haven't found us there already uh thank you so much for listening to episode 55 uh we'll probably be back next week for episode 56 but i don't know we might take another quiet week who knows uh we will see you back uh next time yeah.